Hello, hello. Welcome back to the tea and cognac session. This your girl O'Brien, aka OB, aka O. Coming to you on a Wednesday. It's hump day, halfway through it, with episode 19. Today's topic, just who do you think you are? Y'all know it's been a trip. I talk about what my experiences are and how I'm dealing with different challenges. And, you know, just I want to be as open as possible so I can connect with the right ones. So um, it's been a lot of ego trip, I guess, entitlement and power. I've been dealing with those with with an issue with uh, others being able to stand up for themselves or speak up for themselves or automatically intimidated or think that they are at some kind of risk of losing what they have, I guess. I don't know. But being a black woman here in Springfield, Missouri, and uh, as you know, I've jumped into a few different projects and uh, endeavors and I mean, I get looks like, who does she think she is? And to understand power, you know, what is power? Taking back my power. They say, they say it a lot. People in general, you gotta, you gotta get your power back. Take your power back. I finally understood it at its best, maybe I guess capacity. I don't know. I really felt that this past Monday. When um, after a couple of meetings with uh, some very important people here in Springfield uh, with our leadership, I really felt like maybe I'm not there quite yet, but I'm damn sure making progress in the right direction and I'm getting some control back. My cup is starting to fill back up. I'm starting to feel like I have control And I could be a a positive influence if you just give me the opportunity. I too can be great to the whatever progressive change Springfield needs in a very big way. And I also am not afraid. And maybe that's ignorant on my part to not own fear. But at this place in my life, I feel like I've endured, I've, I've overcome, I've faced when others wouldn't, when others don't speak up, I tend to do it. I've lost jobs behind feeling a certain way and standing by it. Like, I feel like everything has been very intentional and on purpose. And the, and the saying is, no sacrifice, no victory. So if you haven't really lost anything in your journey, then you don't know where I'm coming from. But I feel like I have had to sacrifice a lot over the years and to come back to Springfield that is supposed to be my home. I was born here in Springfield, Missouri. I uh, went to Boyd Elementary, Barry Elementary, Jared Middle School, like a Northside kid. Then we moved Midtown. But Springfield has been home all of my life. I wanted to, um, I don't know, kind of cover it up and move past it. But I'm finding out there's a purpose and why I've been brought back here. Uh, I feel like I am a voice that they are trying to keep quiet about certain things and aspects 
in Springfield and why we haven't progressed, why these numbers aren't changing, why money isn't being allocated to the poverty zones and whatnot. Like, I really feel like those that are supposed to be at the table are purposely being left out because then when you got you get to the root of the problem you find out oh this is a problem because you didn't share your resource or you didn't you didn't want to collaborate with someone due to personal reasons beyond making progress and, and, and you know bettering the community you were focused on what it made your name look like or what how would you benefit or how would it make you look type of thing whereas my attitude about certain things, they done started messing with my livelihood, right? When I can't make my ends meet and I know I'm working on a nine to five or whatever job, 10 hours, 12 hour days, and I still can't pay the bills, all the bills and live comfortably, that's a real issue to me. And then to lose, you know, I had to start over. Uh, and returning back to Springfield was just one of the biggest pills to swallow when you got to come back home regroup, get yourself together, and then you have those that are in positions to really get you forward, they don't want to see that because somehow that intimidates or upsets or does something uh, in a negative regard on their side. So that's why we're not any further than what we need to be in Springfield. It's on purpose. I found out very quickly, the leadership in place are out-of-towners, haven't been here more than 20 years, uh, have maybe have been here a long time, but they're not native, not born and raised here. They come from different places, come here, made it home. That's fine and dandy. But where are the original Springfield people that live here, breathe here, know what it was 20, 30 years ago? I talk about Park Day and the difference in that. Found out. Because I don't really speak on these type of topics, but found out that the LGBT community was able to sue the city of Springfield uh, and win because they found out uh, events that are dedicated directly to like your, uh, your civil rights movement and multicultural events and whatnot. The city was waiving a lot of the fees, letting a lot of, a lot of the events were free. Because it was, you know, history and whatnot being recognized. So all of a sudden, this this movement feels they are equal to history. And they too should have free venues and free events and shouldn't have to pay. And I am blown away at the very notion. You know, Trail of Tears runs right through City of Springfield, Right. The state of Missouri has some of the worst history of our country. We are part of some of the worst lynching, burning, I mean just horrific history that you guys don't want to face. But you don't have a choice because history repeats itself. So if you're watching politics, you're watching the news, you see this. some of this stuff is a repeat from 10 and 20 years ago. These wars and this this fight over greed and resources. And, you know, they talk about the Middle East, but it's really Africa, you know, uh, that's holy land that they're fighting on. It's like, wow, this there's nothing new under the sun. But I think 
it's so it's funny to me that our failure to acknowledge it is just mind-blowing we really want to play as americans want to play dumb so very badly and wow it's it's i have no words all i know is when the question is asked just who do you think you are i know i'm a mother uh a woman of color wanting to live my best life not struggle and scrape every penny in order to get the bills paid i would like a savings account i would like to travel i would like to have what i feel is a healthy lifestyle not what other people perceive or what they think i should be living on so when i returned to springfield and this whole identity wanting to reconnect with it and uh you know really tap into what my assets were and what i was good at the help that came to me wasn't the help that really inspired that creativity they wanted me back on the hamster wheel back on a regular nine to five job paying the bills and you know long as you're doing that you'll figure the rest out Again, different generations, so they're not understanding uh, some of this new age, I guess, struggles that us millennials and, and younger folk are dealing with. But I need some purpose. I need a fulfilling job uh, where I am helping others. I am being a productive member in whatever progression. You know what I mean? Like, I can't do just another job that just pays the bills. It's not in me anymore. They've gotten about 15 years in the workforce from me of this just hamster wheel. And I don't want to do that anymore. So, yes, I'm willing to work. Yes, I'm willing to work every day of the week. But I need a purpose. So I was a little more mindful in the in the job search this go round and um, looking to just, like I said, collaborate with like minds. This is not a pissing contest. Uh, However, I am going to call bullshit when it needs to be called. So we want to praise movements and whatnot in Springfield that really we've done 10, 15 years ago. We're not making any progress. It's the same thing, different day. And again, I'll repeat it for the ones in the back. Doing the same thing and expecting a different result is practicing insanity. So I'm not going to dim my light and close my mouth any further to make others feel better about themselves and and their so-called efforts and all of that. I am here to show the light on what has already been here, what needs to be fixed, what the root of it is. And I'm all about respect and giving credit where credit is due. And that's what I'm about. So uh, all the fluff and, and games and all of that, I'm not with it. I'm about business and let's get it. You know, I'm, I got dreams and I got aspirations and I want a legacy. And the fact that my grandmother came here in the 70s kicking, making a name for herself. And, and, and there's many families that did that. But we don't talk about that. We don't know outside of the top five black leadership members. And I won't call names, but we can pretty much, if you see the Unite, then you know who I'm referring to. And that's just not good enough for me. Uh, You know, I need someone that's fighting for all, 
not just their clique, not just their posse. I also need those that aren't scared to stand toe-to-toe with whatever controversy because that's what it's going to take. It's an uncomfortable conversation that must take place and it can't take place with the same old good old boys at the table. You're going to have to bring some different faces to the meeting. Some some of those that have actually been in the dirt, in the trenches, and know exactly how some of these processes and systems are set up. That's what it's going to take. But instead, we're just still tiptoeing and pretending like this isn't a real thing. And, and meanwhile, another community focus group comes out saying the neglect numbers are off the chain. The domestic numbers are off the chain. Poverty is off the Come on. What are we really going to do? Are we tired yet? I just say I am. So who do I think I am? I think I'm tired of some shit. And I think I'm going to show my face as often as I can and give me the opportunity to speak on a topic. Because, baby, we can pick topics. Pick a topic. (laughs) I'm all about it. If you may or may not know about me, I like to talk. So give me the opportunity and it is what it is. Someone told me a long time ago, my name alone was important and I would need to do my very best to find out what my purpose is in life. Uh, O'Brien St. James Daniels, a high place, holy, sacred Israel, Yah is judge. That's literally what my name translates into. If I'm nothing else, I'm a fighter. I'm resilient. I'm a truth seeker and I'm controversial. The name Brian translates to problem, problematic, controversial. So out the gate, (laughs) you see my name and you know, uh uh-oh. So what you coming with? Well, I'm coming with positive change. Um, If we're really on this community better and we want to see better and do better, then we're really going to have to be honest about what kind of work that looks like. How do we make things better? Our leadership and people that really understand what the struggle is and how to get away from it, how to how to get beyond that. uh, It's going to take that. And if we're waiting on our government to do it, you're going to be waiting a long time. This is going to be a community effort. The people are going to have to take take it back. So. Uh, just like I said, the power taking back my power. I this past Monday felt great. I feel like I am coming into my identity. I'm still working on what that really means as far as uh, indigenous. Am I more, you know, because they keep throwing African American at you, and it's like, eh, all life comes from Africa. If the if the continent was one one landmass at one point, Pangea, you can Google it. And we migrated all across this land. And then eventually these this land mass split up into what we know seven continents today. Then that would mean we're indigenous to the whole world. Black people been here. We've been here. So that means all life comes from Africa. So we can drop that title, right? We can go ahead and debunk that one. So who are the Negroes? That's where I'm at. Um, and that's the conversation I want to have. I don't want to keep hearing about this African this and slave ships that. And we were already here. I'm starting to believe the slave trade has been told to us in reverse. I don't know what the purpose of that is. But it's just a lot of missing pieces that I'm just getting hip to after the age of 30. 
that scares me to death since I've been in school most of my life. So it, it's just, again, from Missouri. <laughs> and we, we're not quite right around these, these parts, the Mason-Dixon. So I feel like something like a phoenix. I'm standing from the fires, the ashes, and I'm still standing and I'm still coming. So get ready, cause here I come. Okay, uh, just just want to th- collaborate and really get with those that are on this serious mission. Want to see something different? Want to want to seat at the table? Want to eat too? There's plenty of money. Everybody can get their hand in the pot if we could just get past this greedy whatever and self entitled and agendas. You know, I think there's plenty to go around, but. It's going to take a few of those to be removed and kind of called out, I suppose. So I'm all about it. We from the show me state. I'll show you. So that's where I'm at. That's who I think I am. I think I'm going to be an example for my son. I think I need to give him a fighting chance and he needs to know some things way before 30 years old. So it's my time to do that. It's it's time. So here I come. So, all right. That's my, uh, my topic for the day, guys, I want to thank you so much. Again, uh, I told you I'm in this Parent Leadership Training Institute course. It's amazing. The women in my class are amazing. I kind of had a little boohoo moment a couple of times now telling them how amazing they are. The fact that I can go to this group of strangers before my own family and kind of confide some of the most deepest whatever thoughts about how I feel and my place in society and what I really need to do to feel like I have a voice. It's been amazing. I'm looking forward to the next 10 sessions. I'm looking forward to what happens after the, uh, the course is completed. It's, it's our time ladies. And I just, I feel great. And I'm going to encourage every one of those people in that class that I can. And I'm looking to, uh, I'm hoping that they do the same for me. But even if they don't, it's still an honor to just have this experience. So, um, say all that to say, look me up on Facebook, O'Brien, uh, St. James Daniels, look me up on LinkedIn. I have the blog, the Jill of most trades. Uh, you can listen to all the episodes on anchor and we're coming up on number 20. So I'm excited. I'm going to wrap up the season uh, real soon, a couple of more before the holidays kick in, but just really proud of the progress I've made and overcome some of these obstacles and really feel like I'm coming into my own. And I want to thank all those involved in the growth and the progress and the healing. Uh, There's not a whole lot of people, but there is a few and I'm grateful for you guys. So, all right, I'm going to get off of here. Hope to hear from you soon. Keep in touch. We'll be back soon with the next episode. And uh, you guys stay prayered up, you know, before you leave your house. Say your prayer. Pray over your babies. Pray over your man. Pray over your woman. Uh, That's a requirement at this point. You are being attacked at your front door with the negativity. So just stop it before you even enter the world. Love you guys. Take care. Peace.